Hello and welcome to the Beyond the Hustle podcast. My name is Lydia Wilmsen and I'm a mindset coach for high achieving entrepreneurs and leaders. In this podcast, I share insights into how you can create a life of freedom, happiness, personal fulfillment, and even more success without the hustle and stress. Have fun and enjoy. Welcome to today's episode, which has the title Sneaky Forms of Self-Sabotage. I actually filmed a reel recently and I talked about the nervous system and calibrating your nervous system so that you can hold more happiness, more money, more joy, more love, more of the goodness that you actually desire in your reality. And I got several questions about it. So I thought I'd integrate it here in, in a full podcast episode and go a little bit deeper into the topic of self-sabotage. And the nervous system calibration issue will be one of them. Because what I actually said in that reel was, if you're not calibrated to hold more joy, love, happiness, all of that, you will always make sure to get rid of it again. Like you will be your own saboteur of happiness and all the good stuff. So it's a form of self-sabotage. And then I thought I would talk a little bit more in depth of about that topic and go really into the sneaky forms of self-sabotage. Because the common ones we know, for example, procrastination, you want to achieve something, you want to do something, you know the steps you have to do for it, and then you just don't do it, you procrastinate. That's a very common and known version of self-sabotage. But what are the ones that you're actually not even aware of or that you never thought about so much? And they are the ones, when you change these, they will really have a big impact on everything in your life. And first, I want to quickly say which the three are that I want to talk about and then obviously go deeper into every topic, into every one of the three, and obviously also give you some ideas on how to shift them and how to change them. So I'm not going to let you hang in there and like know what's the problem and not know how to deal with it. I will obviously give you ideas on how you can change it. So the first one I will start with are the limiting assumptions that you hold about yourself and your reality. It's basically the programming that you grew up with from society, from your parents, from the caregivers, from your friends, from what happened in your life so far. It is the story that you have been telling all the time, all the past decades, depending on how old you are. And it's basically unconscious. It's not that something you think about, it's just your predominant thought processes. It's how you view the world, how you view everything that happens, the meaning you give all the circumstances in your life. And some people are really good with that. They always give a positive meaning to all what to whatever happens. Most people are not that. Most people find the bad and what's not going right in their life and in the world. So for for example, you could be like you could say horrible things happen on our planet all the time. There are wars, there is people like what people do to other people there is always uh, there is all the pollution all of that our planet is doomed every everything is horrible on our planet so this could be one way how you see everything that happens and you could be a person who sees 
the nice things that happen, the beautiful flowers that nature is uh, coming back in certain areas or that people are so friendly to each other. At the moment, I'm spending a bit of time in Berlin, for example, and there are people who always say like, all oh, the people are so unfriendly. It's really like Berlin, Berlin is unfriendly. All the people are horrible there. And for me, it was, okay, I come here and I'll just check it out and I see how the people are. And I just expect them to be friendly to me. And guess what? I meet lots of friendly people in Berlin. These are, for example, assumptions that you can hold or some other examples. Men are bad and are aggressive against women could be an example. Or women are the ones who are emotionally manipulating everyone or the opposite. Men are super helpful and always create great structures and women are so emotionally immature. And what happens is you have these assumptions, but you don't think about them. It happens unconsciously. You see a certain situation happening and you directly go into like your programming happens unconsciously or it's not happening. It has already happened, but it plays out based on your programming, like your views of the world play out based on your programming and you don't think about it, it just happens. So it's the unconscious story that you tell. It's the limiting assumptions that you have about yourself and your reality. And it's the unconscious limiting assumptions that you have. That is the first point that I want to go a little bit more in depth with. The second one is the negative self-talk. And these are mostly, or not always, but very often they can even be conscious thoughts, but against yourself. Most people have negative self-talk. Few people have a really strong positive self-talk. And then, of course, it's not self-sabotage, then it's very beneficial for you. But a negative self-talk, how you talk to yourself when something happens, this can be a very sneaky form of self-sabotage. For example, you could, like, you could break a glass. What do you think about yourself? Do you directly say to yourself, oh my God, I'm, I'm so clumsy. This always happens to me. I always have bad luck. Or would you just say like, hmm, it's my lucky day. Like breaking glass is, means luck. So this will be a great day. What are you telling yourself in these moments when things happen? Or it's raining outside. Do you directly say like, oh my God, whenever I want to go outside, it starts raining. Or do you say, hey, That's super cool. I'm so lucky with the weather. I love rain. Let's go outside or let's just wait five minutes and see if it clears up. And then the sun shines and you would say, oh, wow, I'm so amazing. I just changed the weather. You know, like even like whether that's true or not, it doesn't matter. It's the way how you perceive yourself and how you talk about yourself. That's the second one. So the first one was the limiting, the unconscious limiting assumptions you have about yourself and your reality. And then the second one are the is the conscious self-talk, the conscious negative self-talk that can be a powerful saboteur in your life. And the third one I want to talk about today is what I mentioned before, your nervous system. When your nervous system is calibrated to lack, to survival, it will be, again, a very powerful saboteur in your life. Okay. Now let's go a little bit deeper into each one of them and also see what you can do to shift them. So the first one, the unconscious story that you tell yourself. There, like to just give you some more examples, also what you think about yourself or what you're not consciously thinking, but unconsciously thinking about yourself, I can never achieve it. 
it's always meant for others. Bad things happen to me. Or, for example, it's hard to find new friends. No one likes me. Like all these things, all these things that you have that are your perception of reality and you get them mirrored back to you again and again. For example, if you think it's so hard to find new friends, no one likes me, you will make sure that no one likes you, that you show up in a way that no one likes you. And this will be repeated in your experience over and over and over again. What is the first step here? As I already mentioned, it's unconscious. So for you, it would be to sit your bum down and really go and dig a little bit deeper. What do I think about reality? What are my common beliefs about reality, about other people and about myself? The first step with uh, for you is to go from unconscious to conscious, to create awareness. What is the story that I tell about the world, about the planet, about what happens? And you could even have a timer or remind yourself several times a day to just stop and ask yourself, what am I thinking right now? What are my beliefs right now? What am I thinking about that situation? For example, also in business, if you have a call, a sales call with someone, and then there is a response, the person wants to, to think about it or whatever, and then later on you go through that call and you think about it. Do I think that this person will sign up with me? Is my thought perhaps something like, oh my God, they always have to think, they never choose me, they, people are so, so slow, they are so stupid, they always take a lot of time to make decisions. You know, you can really go and dig deeper. What do you think about this situation? What do, I, what do you think about other people? Or if you have strong emotional reactions to something, what am I thinking at the moment? Why am I so angry about that person? Why am I so angry about myself? So the first step here for you really is to create awareness of your predominant thoughts and your perception of reality and your assumptions about reality. And it's also great if you find some of them that are good. That's great. Then you can just smile at yourself and say, well done, more of that, please. So for the first one that is sabotaging yourself is creating awareness. For the first one, the answer is to create awareness and become really curious about how you are creating your reality. You can also, like if you don't have anything happen at the moment, you could also just go back and reverse engineer certain situations that happened this week, that happened last week, and see what was I thinking about that situation? How did it turn out? If something turned out in a way that you did not want to, What did you think about it? What did you think that would happen? What did you think about yourself? And you will always find thought patterns in yourself that basically made clear why it happened the way it happened. And this can involve some blind spots here. I highly recommend if you run into these blind spots and you think like, my God, I was thinking all the good stuff, but somehow it all went to shit. And I have no idea why feel free to reach out to a coach, feel free to reach out to me and book some coaching for that to really get or gain clarity on why, like what you're thinking here, what are these sneaky limiting assumptions you hold that you can't even get aware of. Like that's the thing in the beginning that we are not even aware of how we are thinking. And sometimes it's good to have some help with that. The second one, the negative self-talk that happens in a rather conscious way like most people, you know, like they would 
tell you like, yes, I'm always clumsy. So they are very aware of that. It's not that it happens in an unconscious way. It's not an unconscious assumption. They know that they always say I'm so clumsy. They know that they always throw stuff down and then are angry with some, themselves. Or for example, yes, they, they call themselves stupid. Like I'm so stupid. That was so stupid. They know that they say this all the time. They are aware of that. Or these people never sign up with me. Like these people don't like to work with people like me. Like they were, like to work with other coaches. Like I'm too, I'm not the type they want to work with. And then what do you say about yourself? For example, I'm just not emotional enough for them or I'm too emotional for them. These are assumptions that you hold about yourself that you're already conscious, that you're already aware of. So what are these and which ones are not beneficial? If you constantly keep saying to yourself, I am clumsy, guess what? You will be that for the rest of your life. And if you start shifting that and say like, hey, I'm always like, everything is super easy. I always keep everything intact and I walk with so much sensitivity or I walk with so much um, care. Like if you change this belief from now on, you will create a different reality for yourself. Or if you say, oh my gosh, these people, they only want to work with men. They don't like to work with women. They don't like to work with women like me. I'm too young for them. I'm too, whatever, not structured enough for them or something like that. These were some assumptions I held, for example. Not anymore, by the way. And like, be aware of that and then change it and say like, hey, I'm the perfect person for them to work with. Perhaps they only work with men, but I'm the one woman they make an exemption for. I'm the one woman they want to work with. And they love that I'm so emotional or that I'm so unstructured. This is exactly what they're looking for. So you take all these things that are currently working against you, like you're aware of them and you see what you're doing here. You're saying, I'm stupid all the time when something doesn't work out. And now your way of how to get rid of that is to stop saying that and replace it with something positive. And really, you don't have to believe it. If you say like, I'm so stupid. Oh my gosh, I was so stupid here. Replace it with, I am smart. I am always so smart. I'm the smartest in the room. Everyone says I'm so smart. I am smart. I'm intelligent. So your only job here is to replace the negative self-talk with positive self-talk. Or what other examples do I have? I always have bad luck. No, I'm the one who always is super lucky. I am super lucky. Um, or it's obvious they didn't choose me. They don't like me. Hey, people always choose me. They like me. I'm the first choice. I'm the priority for everyone. I'm the first choice for everyone. Another example would be if you're one who always says nothing ever works out for me. So whatever happens or something goes wrong in your eyes, again, the limiting assumptions from point number one, you remember. So your reality or you created your reality as everything always is against you, nothing works out. And then you actually also say these things to yourself. So something doesn't work in the way how you intended it in the first place. And then you say like, of course, nothing ever works for me. Nothing ever works for me. It always works for other people. I'm unlucky. Nothing ever works for me. This would be your conscious self-talk now. And this needs to change into, for example, everything always works out for me. I'm so lucky. Everything happens in the perfect way for me. My life is perfect. Everything works perfectly for me. This would be your new self-talk that you have to keep 
saying to yourself from now on. Another one, if you're someone who says like, oh, I'm really not good at this. This could be sports. This could be something in business. This could be talking to other people, whatever. I'm really not good at this. I'm bad at this. And change this to, I'm so good at this. Whether you want to actually learn that skill or not, stop saying, I'm not good at this. It's not helpful. Like, why even mention it? Whether you want to learn it or not, like, just keep saying, I am so good at this. I'm getting better at this. Just stop saying that you're bad at things. Again, whether you need it or not doesn't matter. Just stop saying that you're bad at something because why? Why create that for yourself? It's not necessary. You just make your life harder. So start making your life easier for yourself. That's another one, by the way. My life is so difficult. My life is so hard. What the fuck? Stop saying that. Say, my life gets easier every day. My life gets more joyful every day. And the last one, some people, for example, say, I'm so shy. I'm so introverted. I don't like to hang out with, like, with big groups of people. That was me. And I still don't like huge groups of people anymore, but I'm very confident now and people love me. And not everyone loves me yet. I'm still working on that. Haha. Uh -huh. But start saying something like, I am so confident. Everyone loves me. People love my energy. People love to be around me and people love to listen to me. So if you feel like people always talk over you and don't listen to you, Start shifting that. I'm so interesting. People love to listen to me. And stop using all the excuses of whatever you have, whatever, like you're shy, introverted, whatever. Stop using that in that way and just create it. Create a self-image that is actually beneficial for you. Yes, you can still spend a lot of time by yourself. You don't have to become an extrovert on paper. However, Let go of social anxiety through changing your self-talk into people love me and people, I feel so comfortable with people around me and I still take lots of time for myself. This is how I do it. I was so shy. I was such an introvert and I still love time for myself so, 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 so much. However, I'm not uncomfortable anymore with other people. I don't have to play the introvert card anymore at all. Like, I'm still probably an introvert and who cares? But, you know, like, stop putting yourself into little boxes that are not beneficial for you. You can be so happy with other people and you can be so confident and still loving your space. So that's the second point. Change your negative self-talk into positive self-talk. Always, forever and always. There is Like, there is nothing serving you when you have negative self-talk. Some people say, be realistic. No, don't be realistic because being realistic just means you get what you say about yourself. So yes, you are realistic, but start saying other stuff about yourself and see yourself becoming that person. By the way, you don't have to believe me. You don't have to trust me. Just keep doing this for a week. Keep shifting your self-talk for a week and see how your life shifts. Just experiment for yourself and you will have all the evidence that supports what I'm telling you here. And now the last point, which is your nervous system, your nervous system being calibrated to lack. Again, this is based on your programming. This is based on what was safe for you. And we could go so much in, like I could go so deep on this topic. I want to keep it a little bit superficial for you so that you just know what to do basically and Yeah, have an idea how you can shift this from now on. 
the short version of that is if you're someone who always makes sure, like if you're super happy and then you somehow have to make sure to like something happens, you're super happy and then something happens and you you break something, something is broken, something is angry with you, like you have to destroy this happiness. Or the same with money. You make huge amounts of money. This was me, by the way. You make you make huge amounts of money and then you do something to get rid of that money again. You spend it on things that are not necessarily bad, but they don't serve you in that moment and all that money is gone. Or in relationships, you have the most amazing partner and then you make sure to somehow destroy that relationship again or make sure that the relationship is not happy anymore through whatever way. These are all signs that your nervous system is not calibrated to hold all this happiness, all this joy, all this money in your life, because then you would keep it. If you can have it, but not keep it, that is usually a sign that you're calibrated to lack, to not having, to not keeping. And some people can't even make it. So for I was the example when it comes to money. I was able to make a lot of money, but not keep it. And then there are some people who can't even make a lot of money. So it can be both. You are either not able to have all of that. Then there is something happening inside of you that says it's not safe to have it. And we would have to work one-to-one here together to see where this came from. However, for now, it is just important for you to know that there is something in you that feels unsafe with having that. Your nervous system is imbalanced, so to say. It goes into overdrive. It goes into, it's in so it's stuck in survival mode. And my go-to method here is things like somatic movement. My go-to method here is emotional processing, like whatever emotions show up. For example, when you make a lot of money, how do you feel? Do you feel safe with that money? Or what was happening in my case, I got a lot of urgency in my body. Like I could feel it. It was like, oh my God, there is this money. I have to spend it now. I couldn't even wait a week. There was a lot of urgency in my body. And I could feel this, this feeling of, I need to do this now, this impatient feeling in my body. It's like, I have like this stressed feeling. I have to go now. It's almost like a feeling like when you're trying, like you want to catch the bus and you know you're a little bit late and you get this deep feeling of discomfort and unease and you want to rent, like you directly want to run out of the door. And this is a sort of feeling I experienced that showed me my nervous system is not safe with having that money. I had so much urgency to spend it on something, also good stuff, certain coachings or something that later on showed like it was not the right time for me then. It was my nervous system being totally out of balance and needing to get back to the state of before, which was not having that money. So I had so much urgency to run around and spend all that money to get back to the known, to the familiar, to the safe place of not having money. And the same you can check with in other areas of your life around relationships. So check with the feelings you have. Is there a feeling of urgency or a feeling of even like unease, dis-ease, discomfort in your body? A feeling of this is too good to be true. This is, this is not staying. This again is a feeling of anxiousness, of not feeling safe. And when you have that, release these feelings through somatic movement. And there are a lot of videos, a lot of teachings, how you do that. 
And you can obviously also, again, sign up with one-to-one -one coaching with me or in my mastermind. And then we do this together. I can teach you certain ways how to do that. Process these emotions that are happening in your body and also like as emotions, like you're crying or whatever, or getting angry, process these emotions. Instead of acting out and doing things like spending the money or having this huge fight with your partner or telling your partner that your partner is so unfriendly, so incapable, whatever happens, like the fights you have after a long time when it was beautiful in the relationship, instead of doing that, go and process these emotions by yourself and don't act out on them. So somatic movement, emotional processing, or EFT tapping, EMDR, whatever your choice is, but process the emotions behind it and start creating safety in your body for holding more. And you will see the shift happening when you don't have to go and act upon certain impulses anymore. It will be, there is like all this money sitting in my bank account and I don't have to spend it. It can just sit there. And next week I can see if I want to book that coaching or if I want to buy this X, Y, Z, or if I want to do something with it. Or with the relationship, sit with the feelings and process them and then see if you still have to have the talk or do whatever later on, a week later. Like, Really check in with yourself, is the urgency gone? And then you will see that you're safer with having what you're having at the moment. Or also sometimes for some people, it's boredom. They can't hold, they can't have a life where everything is easy and simple. They need these high adrenaline fixes of things not working out for them. This was me as well. I had very easy, but sometimes almost, and they were not boring, but my mind created boredom out of it. It was like, nothing is happening. Nothing is happening. This is boring. And I needed to create high adrenaline things. And usually through bad things happening to me or a fight I had with my partner, a fight I had with friends, falling out with a client or something like that. I had to create these adrenaline rushes because life was almost too boring. So there are many ways how it shows up. And this is what you have to get clarity on. Then you have to somatically process this. You have to process the emotions as well. And the second thing, again, work on your beliefs and assumptions. What is the belief behind that? Like the money topic. I don't deserve to have money. Money is unsafe. It's bad to have money. Rich people are bad. Like what are the assumptions that you also hold around that topic? Because Our emotions are still fueled by our thoughts. So you still have to do the mental work and the work on your on the assumption and the belief level and not only the emotional processing. Like both of them are, of them are key. And with strengthening your beliefs, for example, also with very, very generic assumptions that you're building, very generic thoughts, like a go-to assumption for me, for example, was I am stable, safe, and settled within myself and my resources. And I kept repeating that to myself. So this, together with letting go and processing the emotions, created more safety and more stability in my mind and in my body. And this helped me to keep increasing my, my income, so to say, and keeping the money, not getting rid of it again, or in my love relationship and so on. This was like both is key. Work on the assumptions, create safety in your mind through the beliefs that you hold and 
in your body. Yeah, now I talked for a long time. I think this is enough input for you today. To summarize the three things that I talked about, three sneaky forms of self-sabotage. The first one, the unconscious story, the unconscious assumptions that you hold about yourself and your reality. And the step here is to create awareness and create, make them into conscious stories that you know about and then obviously shift them into better serving ones. And then the next one was the negative self-talk. And these were the th conscious thoughts that you have against yourself. Change these into positive ones. Whenever they show up, every time, you don't have to believe them. When you kept saying to yourself, I'm stupid, I'm stupid, I'm stupid. And now yourself, I'm smart. I'm the smartest person ever. Everyone thinks I'm smart. I am smart. You don't have to believe that. You just have to repeat that. This is self-talk. And it becomes, it will become an assumption at some point. A reminder for you, thoughts repeated often enough become beliefs. It's the repetition that makes them into a belief at some point. And the third one was to learn to or to calibrate your nervous system to abundance instead of lack. Through, again, the inner work, the mental work, the assumptions that you become aware of that you're holding and changing them. Very helpful here to have coaches on your side because it's always a lot of blind spots here in this area and the physical work, the emotional work, the somatic work to release the emotions, the limiting or the negative the emotions that you are holding. Yeah, of course, if you have more questions, you can always reach out to me. You can ask about coaching. You can ask about certain topics that you want me to talk about more and you find the link, how to reach me, social media, all of that in the show notes as per usual. Have an amazing day and week ahead and until the next episode. Did you like this podcast episode? Then please share the love. And if you want to connect with me, check out all my links in the show notes and you'll also find more information on my high-level mentoring, Thrive Beyond, where I teach you everything around emotional, mental, energetic, and business mastery, either in a one-to-one -one setting or in a mastermind setting. Thank you for listening and until the next episode. Much love, Lydia.